Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rolling, we rolling, we rolling. All right. I wanted to start this podcast off and talk about like um a weekend trip that I just came from. Mm-hmm. My brother and uh my OG Piz and my guy B. We went to Brooklyn and shit. And you know, I just want I'm gonna be quick with this shit. I'm thinking, damn, we ain't got no license to carry to go out that joint. Like, I don't feel, I'm, I'm so com- uncomfortable in Philly. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I feel like I need to be protected everywhere I go. So I was thinking like that. And, you know, so I'm like, damn, yeah, New York gun laws is crazy. No one of us got a license to carry. Like, a little skeptical. You know, we staying in Brooklyn. Like, what, what is this going to be like? Mm-hmm. So get there. You know what I'm saying? And, the energy in Brooklyn is crazy. Mm-hmm. It feels like La La Land. You see, like, white, rich people walking around. And then you see, like, on a corner, guys that's from the neighborhood. Then you just, It's just a gumbo of people, but the energy is so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never experienced anything like that. And I just want to shout out Brooklyn. I don't know if I'm being ignorant, because I don't know if that's, like, how people One. really feel about it. Yeah, and it also could just be a neighborhood, you know? Yeah, it also could just yeah, be a neighborhood. But we've walked parts. like 20 fucking blocks. Yeah, and, but that's like, yeah, I feel you. And the thing about it is we walk from Biggie Block. I know Biggie Block is yeah. the trenches. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So it, it's just, it's really, really, really different up there now. Yeah. Because I mean, I've been to Brooklyn in the 90s. I think the last time I've been to Brooklyn before the time just now we went to, uh, I was like maybe 2014, 15. And it wasn't like it is now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just, just um, overall, like, if you get a chance, visit Brooklyn. Especially if you're like black and natural. Like, that's the thing out there. Like, black and natural, Afro beats. Ethnic. The culture, bro. Like, they throw fucking block parties for blocks and blocks and blocks selling Black hair products and like all different types of shit. Food spots. Everything in Brooklyn is like beautiful. That's dope. the place. The place in Brooklyn I went. So you gotta do your research before you do yeah. go. But it, it it really is a breath of fresh air. Good energy. Brooklyn is an amazing place to visit. We gotta visit. And I got I put a uh, I got something else for my vision board. Like mm-hmm. a brownstone. I need a brownstone. Need yeah. a brownstone. We use pricing them drawings. Them drawings like. 1.5 if it's mm-hmm. if it's renovated, you know, if it, mm-hmm. it's all done 3.2. Yeah. So it, it it it's a couple dollars, but I mean it's it's very much worth it for you to just go down and visit mm-hmm. yourself or rent it out to other people. Great investment. That's I've always wanted a brownstone. Mm-hmm. Um I haven't been to Brooklyn since like 2016 mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't as gentrified as you're saying it is right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could have been in two different, totally different areas places, of yeah. Brooklyn. Um, and when I was a kid, I used to boil out in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. so it definitely wasn't like that then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I want a brownstone. I've always wanted a brownstone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bill Cosby, uh, the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that's where I get the the vision from. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's so beautiful. When, when I was out there, I was talking to now on the phone. I just like pointed the phone outside. And she's like, oh, my God, that looked like Crooklyn. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's Crooklyn, baby. It's yeah. definitely Crooklyn. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, it, it, the experience is always just better with, like, the people that you bring in. I, I mm-hmm. felt like we brought the right people. Like, we had so much fun and good energy. Like, this thorough niggas, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it felt good to be around. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. For sure, for sure. All right, you ready to start the podcast? Yeah. Yes, sir. Let's go. Don't ever 
Go with the flow, be the flow. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the Weeds of a Podcast episode number 42. 42 of the Weeds of a Podcast. I'm your host, Shell 456, alongside my beautiful, lovely, and amazing co host. And if this is not episode 42, we apologize. I'm almost like 90% sure it's episode 42. How you feeling today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. No complaints. No complaints. Just, you know, grinding, you know, trying to get shit done. Heard you. Yeah, yeah. So let, let, I want to hop right into this one. Um, this one is about starting a business, mm-hmm. like um, steps to take to starting a business. Not exactly being an entrepreneur. Uh, you can have a job and, and, and have a side hustle as a business. You know what I'm saying? If you still want to work, I think it, it benefits everybody to have something on the side. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you don't want to be a full-blown entrepreneur. Because I understand being an entrepreneur is just like, it's different. You know what I'm saying? You don't have, like, nothing to fall back on. Like, mm-hmm. a job sets everything up for you. And I understand some people need structure. Mm-hmm. And some people can't create structure. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm not trying to push, like, being an entrepreneur on anybody. I'm just saying, like, everybody should have a side hustle that can grow yeah. into something dope. Something on the side for yeah. income. For sure. For so sure. you think that anybody can start a business? Yes, I think anybody with a, a, a any able-bodied person can start a business. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you're able to, yes, I, I believe so. Um, I believe that the internet, you know, created made it so anybody could win out here, and you could do anything you want to do. I think that's the most important thing. Like, if you love fucking sports cards, you can trade sport cards, sports cards online, you can, you know, there's a host of things you could do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, anything, anything. Well, it's just the opportunity is vast. I think starting a business is as simple as getting an LLC. I remember back in the day, like, I thought that LLC was really something. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so unattainable. And mm-hmm. going through the process a couple of times, um, I'm like, oh, Okay, pay a little buck twenty five, and you in there. But um, obviously, it's the that's the easy part, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the steps afterwards. Because for a minute, I didn't even use like I had set up um one of my LLCs, and I didn't even do anything with it. Mm -hmm. I had um, and I think you got like three years to file. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget the amount of years, but you have to like. Do something with it within mm-hmm. a, a, a set amount of years. Mm-hmm. But I had set up um, bank accounts and opened the LLC and all of that and registered. And then just like it was sitting. Yeah. And then um, I opened another one and like had to, you know, I did some things with that mm-hmm. one. But one of them is just like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the best thing to do. Like once you get the LLC, like open a bank account and try to work on your business credit, even if you don't have a business. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Get the. The, the you know credit cards and like this yeah. get things going on your side you yeah. know in that way because there's a lot of benefits we're not really gonna get into all that because that's like in, like yeah get intense but um yeah yeah that's the the, the step number one is definitely get your LLC because mm-hmm. you want to be covered for those uh, that that will fall under yeah an LLC yeah for those that fall in an LLC you have to do the research to see what you fall under mm-hmm. but um yeah definitely get your LLC and. What do you think the next step is after that? Well, I think first, <laughs> prior to that, mm-hmm. you need to do research mm-hmm. 
Um, I think, I think, all right, before research, I think you, you need to find something that you actually love. All right. I was on Wawa the other day, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the guys working there, which was really um, funny that mm-hmm. he was saying that. Mm-hmm. He was like, you just have to find something that is making a lot of money quick. Mm-hmm. People always say, find something you love. No. Mm-hmm. Make the most money really quick, and mm-hmm. then you can do something mm-hmm. that you love. So I think, I mean. The, the thing about finding something quick, and I, I used to do that. I used to like find something that like, like okay, this should make money. But like, if the passion ain't there, it's real work to build a business. You know what I'm saying? So you're not gonna work your ass off building something that you just don't like, love or like, or it's something that 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 interests you. Because over time, you gonna be like, man, it's just it's too much work. I don't even really fuck with this. You know what I'm saying? I don't like this thing that I'm trying to do. And people think that it's so easy that you can just, okay, oh, people buying flowers now? People want flowers? I'll get flowers and sell flowers. It's not that easy. You got to do the research. You got to put the time in. You got to put work in. It's, it costs money to sell things. Yeah, I think you definitely have to put the time in. But mm-hmm. I think for certain people, mm-hmm. it depends on whether or not you need passion. Mm-hmm. Because I know someone, we know someone, mm-hmm. this man, he is not passionate about this business at all. He's mm-hmm. been in business for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So... Um, no, I don't, I, I think that's where discipline comes in, mm-hmm. where I do not have this passion. I'm not motivated. I mean, motivation, obviously, but I, I don't, I don't care about this, but mm-hmm. I care about this money. And sometimes money supersedes this passion for certain people. And that's mm-hmm. where I think the, the discipline really comes in. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I yeah. Either that or. I don't like to say, like, don't have a passion for something or just, like, doing something just to do it because uh, a lot of times in business, you got to solve a problem. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I can see, like, okay, you know, like the poppy stores. I'm sure they don't want to be in there selling, you know, shit to people in the neighborhood all day, but they passion might be to help people. You know? At the end of the day, you're helping somebody by selling them things. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, like... I feel like you got to have the discipline because as soon as you get the money, you're going to jump ship. Yeah, discipline, but the passion. I don't I don't necessarily mm. agree with passion because, I mean, that's a prime example. I think most of them hate being there mm-hmm. at a poppy store. I really yeah. do. Um, like they, And I'm not even going to say, like, only the Puerto Ricans, but, like, a lot of them, like, anybody on the, the Chinese stores, the mm-hmm. any people, People, group of people who come into these neighborhoods, like our mm-hmm. neighborhoods, mm-hmm. they mostly hate us for real. Mm-hmm. Like, and they, it shows. And I'm not yeah. even speaking like, oh, I'm not speaking aimlessly. I'm, I'm, they show mm-hmm. that they have a disdain yeah. for you. Right, so, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it's e- just e- money. Advice, e- advice, if, if you just want the money, yeah. start something. And my advice is, is like, I, I think you should have passion because I don't think the energy will go behind it. Like, I don't think you would have longevity or even make money. Yeah, I think if, if it's easier it. if you do have the passion for it because mm-hmm. it, it it creates a certain relent relentlessness. Yeah, and, and, and then it make you build, it make you scale. You know, it's scalable. It's it's just scalable. I think if you don't have passion, you won't come in a roadblocks where you make a set amount of money. Like, okay, I don't even want to put this shit on. I'm cool making a set amount of money. I feel like if you love it, like it's limitless. You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna always want to build on top of it. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yeah, all right. Um, 
I would say number two, outside of those things, um, it's, it's no right, wrong or right way. Some people are just hustlers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Some people can get, can to get into to something and just do it. Yeah. And for sure, for sure, for sure. I would say number two on that list is to not tell everybody. Mm. You shouldn't tell everybody uh, your plans or what you're doing. You can tell certain people, like people in your family that you feel like is going to support you, uh, mm-hmm. friends that will support you. But I noticed when I was starting, um, when, I, when I started shooting videos, it was kind of like I, I had people telling me like, oh, the, spin- the equipment is too expensive, uh, this and that. It, 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 a lot of people was telling me a lot of reasons not to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like. Don't do it. Don't do this. It's too expensive. Don't do this. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get that because people, you can't take people's advice, first of all, unless they have their own business. Um, A lot of people are just not really passionate about anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, why don't you just get a job and just be safe like me? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, you know, people can say that out of love, but people don't understand what it it takes to be passionate, you know what I'm saying, or, or want something. And that's another thing. Uh, if you don't have the love, I feel like that could deter you quick. You know, like this take you off your path because you don't. It's not attached to nothing. I mean, it, it's just like you just want to do something, and then you get people in your area like, oh no, don't do that, don't do that, do this, do this. You get it pull you to me in different ways. So love, mm-hmm. so I mean, it, it, it it's for me, it's big because I I don't if I didn't love doing camera work then at that time I wouldn't have did it. Well, it's kind of like passion, isn't it? What? Uh, camera work? Yeah, I mean, you said a love for it. You you went back and said, if you don't have a love for it, isn't that like having passion? What? Yeah, it's both. Love, passion. Okay. Yeah. 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 I I look at it the same. I don't know what I said yet, but to me, it's the same. Love, passion. You just love doing it. Like, I always love cameras. So, I'm nine years old. I've been playing with cameras and shit. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's a really big part. Um, as far as advice, you know, it's funny because I would say you don't take advice from people that you don't, who hasn't even attempted, like mm-hmm. hasn't taken a step in that direction. Mm-hmm. But we may not know. You know, people may have similar situations. Mm-hmm. That's like people, like a, um, a homeless person. Mm-hmm. Being outside and some one person not taking advice from them because it's like look at where you're at. Mm-hmm. But um, on the flip side, not knowing that they're there because they took those chances, so mm-hmm. they actually did take that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I'm on a fence about like who to take advice from, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. But I do know when it comes to telling people certain things, you can just. People are very outward. Let me put my phone on silent. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, people are very outward with um, their feelings, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially pe- the people who are close to you. Mm-hmm. So you can tell someone something. Let's say my mother, mm-hmm. and she will, and she can. I'm not using my mom. I'm just using it for example. Mm-hmm. My mom can say, "Oh, well." Are you sure? Mm-hmm. And it's really just fear based or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she can want the best for me, mm-hmm. but not think that that's the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like whatever venture I'm attempting to get into. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, you you just gotta. That's a very outward thing, but also the you could tell somebody something and they can not say anything. Mm-hmm. That speaks volume as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I honestly think that you probably shouldn't tell anyone other than like the person you're in business with, mm-hmm. um, or someone who you know is going to contribute. Mm-hmm. In whatever exactly. way, emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. whatever. They don't yeah. have to financially give you any money, nothing. Yeah. But unless someone is going to contribute to that that piece of work, you mm-hmm. probably shouldn't tell them. Yeah. And that, that's that's kind of like where I stand with it. Like I feel like if you do tell somebody, it should be only like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, only only tell like-minded people uh, things like that. Because I've had family members that like terrified of the stock market. You know what I'm saying? I have a family member that used to tell me like, oh man, they're going to lose. That shit is gambling. You know what I'm saying? And when I got in the stock market, it wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? It was the complete opposite. Yeah. So real estate and stock market, like it's something that I think everybody should should get involved in um, for a side hustle or just, you know, just to build wealth and just keep your family straight. Right. For sure. All right. Now we're going to get to research now. And this is my favorite part because I'm like an extensive researcher. Um, you one, like retarded yeah, with it. Yeah, I, I go dumb. I go dumb. Yeah. So once you find something, like on my side, I, I think you should find something that you're passionate about because you'll stick with it. And then I think you should do the research. And if you love it, you probably know a great deal about it already. You know what I'm saying? So like that, that, that shouldn't be too hard to like just really dig in. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, if you start in a lotion company, mm-hmm. like I will write down Johnson & Johnson then I'll write down like the, the 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 middle ground, like somebody that a regular person, but that got that shit rolling, really got that shit going. Then I'll look up somebody that failed at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'll compare the three and see what they do good, what they do good, what they did wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you just you know go from there and just you take what they what Johnson Johnson do. I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like what they do. Oh, pink bottle, maybe making a pink bottle might sell better. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lot of things that go into that. Um, I'm big on color science, so just studying colors, mm-hmm. like for labels, fonts, and stuff like that, really means something. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people don't know, like McDonald's, like the arch, the yellow arch, like yellow makes you want food. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's for some reason it triggers something. You know what I'm saying? And you look at Burger King. You know what I'm saying? All of these places got yellow in a in a in a logo, and it mean it really do mean something. Color science fuck with people's head. So, uh, yeah, I would do extensive, extensive research. And when you've done research, do more research because, like, you can never research enough. And the research is a fair warning. It never stops. Yeah. It's, it's just, like, yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, that's a struggle mm-hmm. that I face. Mm-hmm. Um, for, because I, I love writing, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I've said that on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And I've always, I have an extreme passion for it. Mm-hmm. But when it went, when it came, I, you know, you, all right, this is like an embarrassing moment. I have two books that's like written and completed that's mm-hmm. like unpublished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just because, all right, I did the work and I don't want to, I don't know what to do. It's not even, I don't want to. I don't know what to do next because I've done some research. Mm-hmm. It's I think it's like that fear mm-hmm. or whatever. I really don't. I couldn't even tell you what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, because it, it it honestly, yeah, it it could be one or two things. Uh, fear, I believe, and then uh, everybody don't like to do research or do the 
extra shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that 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 could be a big part of getting people away where it's like, yo, I don't even want to do this shit. And for people like that, you don't have to do it. You no, can but hire somebody. You, exactly. So that's what I was gonna say. I've table. I've come to the conclusion that I'm going to table certain things mm-hmm. until I can afford to pay someone to do it. Yeah. And because it's not even a fear of like failure, because like I believe I have extreme talents when it mm-hmm. comes to writing. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about my writing ability. Mm-hmm. So it's just. I'll just wait to, because mm-hmm. I don't. I know I don't want to do that part. To be the creator and to be the the worker behind it mm-hmm. is an extreme task, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's it's not a task that I want to take on. Mm-hmm. I applaud you mm-hmm. for doing that, mm-hmm. but it's it's not. Um, yeah, it, it's extreme to it's, me. <laughs> it is. It is. And, and a lot of times, like on these microphones, I act like it's an easy thing. But at the end of the day, like I started when I was nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. I'm thirty eight years old. So I just have like, I've been studying and doing research since then to mm-hmm. be able to like run a podcast, you know what I'm saying? Get in front of my, get in back of the edit, do fucking audio editing. Like these are the skills that I picked up along the way and not even knowing about podcasting, you know what I'm saying? These are just things that, that I was just doing in other fields. And then I'm like, oh damn, I know how to edit video. I know how to edit audio. I know we got good perspectives. Let's start a podcast. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's just like, Everything that skills that I acquired over time. So yeah, you really, really gotta understand who you are and uh, what you're able to do in the amount of time that you're trying to do it. If not, just get a fucking partner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get a partner, yeah. find somebody that know how to do that part. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and just do it like that. Even with this podcast, like soon we won't have to get somebody to do the editing and all that stuff because it's, it's too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it, you can burn yourself out. Like, it, it's not easy. But I will also say, being a, a part of a team, mm-hmm. like, it afford it, it gives me an extra push to mm-hmm. take on with extra responsibility. Mm-hmm. I know for myself in a business, I won't take on. And that's not, I know that needs to change. Mm-hmm. I'm saying currently, mm-hmm. I'm not willing to take on certain responsibilities for myself, but being a part of a team as such as this podcast, mm-hmm. I really wish, I'm like, I, I wish he would relinquish some of the responsibilities mm-hmm. to me, like delegate. That's a part mm-hmm. of also being like a, a boss. You mm-hmm. have to delegate responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll, I'll take some responsibilities, mm-hmm. but you know, you. <laughs> that, that's another thing that's hard for me because it's like. I feel like mm, a lot of the stuff you do do. It's not like you you do a lot of the topics and stuff like that. But when when it comes to extreme things like video editing, you know what I'm saying? Like that's just mm-hmm. it don't make no sense. Or I I think everybody should learn how to video edit mm-hmm. because in the times that we in, I think that's the most crazy skill that you can have. Um, right. Attaching video editing. To anything is crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I, like I made a reference of a lotion business. Yeah. If you start a lotion business and you know how to edit video and shoot video, you can shoot your own commercials. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just it, it it takes every it takes a lot away. It takes a lot, um, of the having it right. You know, so give out responsibilities to other people. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, what was you gonna say? I was gonna ask you a question. Go ahead, go ahead. Do you think YouTube Academy is enough? YouTube, yeah. 
But, uh, yeah, watch some stuff on YouTube. Mm. Yeah, I think I think YouTube is more than enough. You think it's informative enough to gather? I'm sorry. Do you think it's informative enough to gather all the information that you need to start a business? Like Hell that's yeah. all you need is Hell YouTube. Yeah. All you need is YouTube all you need Academy. Is, all you need is YouTube because you can you can literally go on YouTube and ask anything that that's been done before. You know what I'm saying? If it haven't been done, then you gotta figure it out on your own anyway. So uh yeah. Yeah, I think you can learn how to make lotion on YouTube. You can learn how to where to get bottles from. You can learn how to make labels. Yeah. Um and, and and that 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 leads to the next point. Wait, um what? Let me speak on that. Right. On the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm like a I, I went to college, right? Mm-hmm. So my idea of research is Google books mm-hmm. and you know, because that's you have to do references mm-hmm. when you're writing papers. Mm-hmm. So, I remember I just started using YouTube like mm-hmm. maybe a year ago, but I used to like search articles and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding, or I found that Google is it seems like opposed to YouTube, it seems mm-hmm. like outdated, it seems like going to the library mm-hmm. it, it's just so much and i know like you can access youtube from google mm-hmm. but it just seems like once you search google you'll like find web pages that looks like they haven't been updated in mm-hmm. 10 years mm-hmm. it's just so much easier on youtube yeah it, but it definitely is. i do think that certain things um i think sorry i think google is 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 Useful, for yeah. Certain I think I, I don't. I don't really look at them as two different things. I, I, I really don't. Cause Google, right. I mean, Google is YouTube. No, but YouTube. But so, go and do your research on Google and read things versus going on YouTube and just watching videos. Yeah, I think I think it is best to mix both. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because if you need to find a business like that, that's the piece I was talking about. Like, if you need to go to Dove. dot com or or go to uh, Johnson and Johnson. dot com. That's where Google come in at because you can yeah. see their web page. Oh shit, I need to design my web page like them. And then you can go to YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like they complement each other. So you, you definitely need to use both of them when doing your research. And then other things, Reddit. You know what I'm saying? Because you go on Reddit, you can see people that actually did it and asking questions like, damn, okay, how how much lotion can I fit in a such and such bottle? You know what I'm saying? And then you'll have a whole thread on Reddit, like, okay, I got a business like that too. And I yeah. did this, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like it's the internet is a rabbit hole, so the internet and whole yeah. you're gonna learn how to do whatever you need to do. And the review section of a lot of the things that you buy is really yes. useful as well. Yes. Yes. Because like the the question you just asked, how many ounces can you fit in this bottle or yeah. whatever? Like mm-hmm. you can they could give you a gen, general description mm-hmm. of an item or mm-hmm. a product and it will really be vague. Mm-hmm. But once you go to the reviews, like, oh, God, they'll answer all the questions. Real talk. Uh, for example, like Reddit. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right. And the next, the next um, thing I want to discuss is just uh, supply. So say you starting a T-shirt business, right? And you want to sell T-shirts of, with a Apple Watch on it. Mm-hmm. So that's your business, and you want to sell T-shirts with an Apple Watch on it. Cool. Don't go out and order 10,000 t-shirts before you sell one. Because at the end of the day, we need a proof of concept. Um, We need to sell something to somebody so we can understand. Once we sell it to one person and one person that's not in our family, you know what I'm saying? One person that don't know us. 
Once we sell one thing to one person that don't know us, if we sell one, you can sell a hundred thousand, you can sell a million of them. <laughs> That's a fact. If if you sell one thing to one person, you can sell it to a million other people. It just take dedication. It, that's a fact. One hundred percent. Because you got a proof of concept. If 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 I'm talking about a, a, a person that a real person, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh shit, I like that. I'm gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. You know a real person? Yeah, like a real person. Not nobody that, that you just like suckering in the bottom. Some somebody that generally like what you're selling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I believe that opened up the floodgates. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, I got a proof of concept now. Like, I can I can do this. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when marketing come in that. Mm-hmm. And that that's a bit trickier. You so have anything you, to say about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, so you believe that the proof of concept just, uh, which a proof of concept just means like a an idea that's likely to work. But mm-hmm. you believe that just selling one Gives you means you yeah, have a give, yeah selling selling one gives you a proof of concept because um it means that somebody's interested in what you're selling like when i when i first started doing videos um i i did it for myself i had no idea i was going to do it for anybody else mm-hmm. then people started like oh shit can you shoot a video and like oh shit y'all trying to pay me for this shit you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so i i did that one time did it twice and then, like, it hit me, the idea hit me that, like, okay, I don't really know these artists and nobody know these artists, so nobody's going to see these guys' video. So after that, I, I started looking up bigger artists in the city, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I had, I literally DM'd every artist from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. every single one. Uh, no, Nobody bit. And I think the reason nobody bit is because when you're giving out something free, People going to think it's garbage. You know what I'm saying? People are like, well, are you doing this shit for free? You're not good. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of got to lock in. You got you got to put it in front of them. They got to see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And at, and at that time, it was a long time ago, you couldn't just send a straight link to the video. So I didn't send them links and they're not even clicking on that link. All right. So long story short, mm-hmm. I found the artist that wasn't popping, mm-hmm. but he had an artist that was popping on his song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, boom, this is my opportunity. I can get to the artist that's not popping. Shoot the video and the artist that's popping. Once he see the video, he gonna fuck with me. Did that, boom, that shit happened. Two weeks later, the artist that was popping in front of the record hit me up. Yo, what's up? I'm trying. You know what I mean, like to shoot a video. Cool, cool, cool. What's your prices? Hey, I hit a low ball price, real low. So he like, all right, cool. Shoot that video. I got like ten other people shooting video. Uh, after that, like ten other people hit me up, and then it just went from there. It got crazy, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, um, I suggest people to like. I don't know if I said that in, in that piece I just said, but free work. Mm. Start with free work because um, mm-hmm. you can build your shit up without mm-hmm. feeling bad if you fuck somebody's shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can get to more people with free work. And then once other people see your free work, and then they come in like, okay, what you charge? Then you're making money then. But never be afraid to do free work. Don't do too much free work, but uh, do free work. That's that. That's an option on Amazon for books. Mm-hmm. Like they have like a whole page or section for mm-hmm. free books. Yeah. And when you have like these free books, you can rank higher. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know you can definitely make a name for yourself. But that's one of the options that yeah. um people on YouTube are saying just free it's books. A, it's a really really yeah. really good idea. Really good idea. So, do you think that I don't know if you have this on your list, mm-hmm. um, scaling or niche? Uh, well, uh, 
Well, I, they can be the same thing. Because, I mean, if you... Niche, niche is just like you just not, you buckle down on one thing, of one specific thing. Mm-hmm. And scaling just means you're trying to make it bigger. So I, I think if, if you buckle down on selling flowers, you can scale that. I don't think that, that there's not nothing different about the two. So, okay, I see what you're saying. So scaling the one thing versus... Scaling, scaling, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, scaling is just like making your business bigger. So, say if I sell daffodils, yes, and I want to scale it, I can start selling roses too. Yeah, but I think when it when people talk about niche, it's mm-hmm. um well when we're talking about marketing mm-hmm. at least, um niche is kind of this is directed towards this demographic of people mm-hmm. and yeah. when you're scaling it, it now can be yeah, yeah. marketed towards everyone. That, that's where the, that's where the trouble will come in at because if you, if you got a flower shop and now you decide to sell soil, you got to figure out how to sell soil now. You know what I'm saying? It's not just selling flowers. So that's where the, the, the issue comes in at. Cause it's like, okay, how do I market dirt? You know what I'm saying? I got a flower shop, but how do I market dirt? But I understand how to market flowers now I bought all this dirt that I got to sell and I don't know how to sell this. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the best way to sell it? Well, in terms of um, marketing mm-hmm. something towards a, a niche, towards certain people mm-hmm. versus marketing to a more broad demographic of oh, people. Oh, it, yes. it's a lot easier. You, yeah, what's a lot easier? Niche. Yeah, right. Yeah. It, okay. It's a lot easier uh, marketing to niche people. So when do you think is the correct time to market it towards a larger demographic? I mean, if you want to scale your business, if you if you just when want do to, you think is a good time to scale? There's no good time. It, it's, 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 as a number one, as an operator, you got to know that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like Jeff Bezos with books. He had no idea he was gonna build Amazon. So you know it's basis to basis. Yeah, yeah. But let me just get a Jeff Bezos example real quick because he had no idea he was gonna build Amazon at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Amazon. He was just selling books, books. online. And then after selling books, you're like, damn, maybe I can sell other things online. You know what I'm saying? Then that business model came up. He might have started selling pens and selling selling this. He'd be like, mm-hmm. damn, this is beginning to be too much for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can hire people, give people a percentage to sell with they, whatever it is they got. Right. So now people selling toys. Mm-hmm. Okay, you selling toys, I'll take a cut of that, but you can sell it on my platform. So it mm-hmm. just it just grew from, you know, from the idea of, oh, I'm just going to sell books mm-hmm. to I sell every fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. So yeah, that that's that's scaling, but it's just on a whole nother level. That that's something yeah. that's extremely probably won't ever happen he again. He scaled the hell out of Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have one last. Oh question. oh oh oh, one more thing, and 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 that that's that's have a lot to do with being innovative and being first to a space. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's the same thing with Tesla and shit. Like yeah. these are people that that are uh, unicorns, and mm-hmm. that they were Apple. just first yes. at the space of Apple. Yes, they was first at that space. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and they was able to just turn into something. Yes, totally absolutely, different. absolutely. Yeah. Um, how do you know when do you think you should sell programs, or how do you feel about buying people's programs? I think that's the best idea on the internet, like selling ebooks or selling classes or courses or stuff like that, because. Like I said, we, we, we've got this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And say at some point, be like, okay, we mastered this shit. We know how to do this shit. We know how to set up the lighting, the three-point lighting. We know how to set up the cameras, the microphones. How about we make a course 
to tell people exactly what to do or how to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. You can tell them what microphones to get, yes. why not to get certain microphones, what stands to get, what lights to get, what cameras to get, and link programs, it, yeah. and get paid, and, and affiliate. Link it and get paid. And the, the, uh, the amazing thing about that with starting a program and writing an ebook is it's a digital asset. So you, can you, sell make a it, you, you do all the work up front, all the work up front. It might take you two months to build it. You know what I'm saying? But after you build it one time, you don't got to lift a finger. And you can sell it $10 a pop. A hundred million times you can sell yeah. it. And people going to keep buying it, keep buying it. It's nothing but a download. It's just mm-hmm. a download. So digital assets, I think, is the most marketable thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, if you can flip your business into a digital business, a digital asset, you, you win it. Like, and even like music directors. Like, if you color grade a video and... um. You add effects on videos and you got templates or all these effects and all this stuff that you do when people like that shit. Mm-hmm. Stop burning yourself out by... And I'm not saying don't don't stop shooting videos if that's what you love. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, sell the digital asset. Get you, get you a, 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 you know, putting them files in, in, a, in, a, in a workshop, in a class, or in a, in a uh, PDF, whatever you got to do, put it in a, in a zip and sell that shit to people. You can sell that shit for a hundred dollars a pop. You know what I'm saying? And you sell that shit over and over and over and over again. You don't got to burn yourself out shooting music videos all mm-hmm. day if that's not what you want to do. Yeah, I think that I'm gonna whenever I do create these um, anything like a course, a class, a book, mm-hmm. I'm going to create it attempt to create a way where you cannot share <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because. Um, I mean, maybe that's something that you shouldn't think about, Mm -hmm. but I know just based off me buying people's programs, like I've shared it Mm -hmm. and um, I didn't share it too many times. It kind of feel crappy when you do that because Mm -hmm. you're kind of ripping people off at the end of the day. But I, I feel like I'm I, ripping somebody off because you, if you follow people's like journeys and stuff and you see how much time they put into like, and then like. Buy it, buy it, then yeah. buy it if you want it. You, you, know? you know, with that, I don't think I would ever try to limit that because at the end of the day, it's that's where word of mouth coming at. You know what I'm saying? If you buy something, right, and then you give it to me, and I'm like, oh, this shit popping, and I give it to somebody else, and they like, damn, this popping. They might tell their whole family about it. You know what I'm saying? And they're not going to share that shit 50 times. Some, some people going to start to buy that shit. So I think it just go down a rabbit hole, and I think like that's kind of like marketing. You know what I'm saying? It's stealing. But it's kind of like marketing. I think it makes your business bigger once you allow people to just share something that's so simple. That you know what I'm saying? Like I think cutting the head off would would be more detrimental to your business than not because yeah. people are going to share it. You know what I'm saying? I understand. All right. So you think that anybody should create a program? Like once you have a proof proof of concept, you should be able to. If you can make a digital, you should. Yeah, yeah. Because sell a program. the the big thing about uh, having a digital asset is you don't want to. Trade time for money. You know, um, that's what you do in a nine to five. So you wouldn't want your business to be just trading time for money. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to have to be in a flower shop all day where you could sell a course on how to plant flowers and cut dead flowers and replant flowers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, this side is just so much better and so much more money than having to be in a flower shop all day trading time for money. If I can be at home selling digital copies of something while I sleep, I would much rather that than having to trade time for money because the one thing about trading time for money, and I learned that with music videos, unless you hit the jackpot and, and shoot a vi- music videos for 
Jay-Z and them like Khaled and or a, a, a big artist, you attached a little Uzi or some shit like that, you would never get rich selling music videos. Because you can never if I if I go to Miami and somebody charge me 20 grand to shoot a music video, and then that same weekend 13 other people want me to shoot a video music video, I can't do it. I'm only one person. You know what I'm saying? Unless I got a big production company, I can't do it. So um T- trading time for money is a is a is a tricky thing because you're never gonna get what you're worth, never. <laughs> right. So, what makes you want to buy purchase a program from someone? Talent, trust. You need trust. I think the the biggest thing is trust mm-hmm. because uh, when I was younger, like I, I would try to like I would build these big programs and I would put it online. I'm like, why is this shit not selling? You never show your face. You know what I'm saying? Like I never showed my face. I was just I would I would like try to sell to white vegan women. You know what I'm saying? Like being this black kid from the hood, like I couldn't show my face because they wouldn't buy from me anyway. So you gotta figure out how to build trust. Um you gotta figure out how to have a platform. Mm-hmm. And you don't gotta have your own platform. You can use social media. You can use uh like uh say it's a fucking girl on social media that got a hundred thousand followers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You hit her up in the DM, yo, I got this lotion. I got this business. I'll I'll send you lotion free for two months. Can you just, and I'll, and I'll give you $500 on top of that. Keep promote it for a week. You know what I'm saying? Just throw it up for a week. And then your sales start coming in. You know what I'm saying? Then you start, you gain trust like that because yeah. them people on her page trust, trust her. her. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, you, you can run a podcast behind your business. I think that's a really, really smart idea mm-hmm. because uh, say you start a soap business and then you run a podcast behind that where you get, you just, all you do is talk about soap. You know what I'm saying? It's people that's into that, you know, skincare. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big thing. So, yeah, you're you going to start to build trust. People going to start to tune into your shit, and then you can sell them soap. Yeah, and I asked you that because um, the, the lady mm-hmm. who I see in social media who um, she went and she took a picture with the vent or the... the um, what 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 was it? Oh. She took... what a, I forget what kind of car it was, but mm-hmm. she took a picture with this truck, and she... Acted as her. if she was buying it, and mm-hmm. she bought champagne and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and she was selling courses. Mm-hmm. So I know for me, I, I the only courses I've ever bought were um, workout, mm-hmm. and I don't only go off of how you look mm-hmm. because I know that. Genetics play a part. Mm-hmm. I know that people get surgery and mm-hmm. not, are not honest about it, mm-hmm. all that. So I have to go by the work ethic. Mm-hmm. I have to go by, um, I'll watch somebody's journey mm-hmm. and I'll see before and afters, I'll mm-hmm. see their clients and all of that. So that mm-hmm. that's kind of how um, I got to see, like, I got to see it work. Yeah, I can't facts, only facts. see you, even if I were buying a course, how to um, make some money real quick. I yeah. can't only see you with money and taking trips and yeah. all that. I don't know what you did for that yeah. money. Yeah. I don't know if somebody gave that to you yeah. and now you're portraying that you I mean, worked for it. Hon- yeah, that's honestly, that's scamming. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's pretty much scamming. Like, I can, I can understand it. It's hustling. Like, <laughs> I mean, get out how you live, but that's that's like scamming. And nine times out of ten, you ain't gonna be able to back that up. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're really not gonna be able to back that up. And I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll like compare that to like a 20 year old life coach trying to be a guru. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm 20 years, 20, 21 years old, and I'm a life coach. Mm-hmm. That's how. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have the experience to tell people what to do with their life if you're 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just, it just, if it's not efficient. Even if you became a millionaire at 15, that's not what a life coach is. You know what I'm saying? Like, to help people get through certain situations, you got to live life. So you can't be a life coach at 21. It just, it, it don't, it don't. And add that, up. That, that that example, you're an anomaly, and you cannot teach people how to be a yeah, damn anomaly. Yeah, you, can't, you can't teach that. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, I, I want to. We kind of got into marketing, but let, let's get into marketing real quick. All right. Um, as far as marketing, when you got a business, I would say the first thing to do is you got your product, um, you got your website, you got your proof of concept. I would start marketing. Mm -hmm. um, I would I would market through ads. Mm -hmm. That's the quickest thing to do. Um, paid ads. So it is money in this. You do got to pay money to 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 mm -hmm. get attention or you know, get sales. So um, I, I would say Facebook ads, uh, Google ads, YouTube ads. Um, TikTok is, is really big. If mm -hmm. you can figure t the TikTok space out, because mm -hmm. with TikTok right now, and if you do it right now, I'll say for the next year maybe, you can get organic traffic where you don't have to pay. You just have to figure out what that look like in your niche. So figure out how to get your numbers up on TikTok, because that can funnel down to all the other things you're doing. Um, yeah, just, just marketing, understanding how to market, understand who to market to, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? If you got a, 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 a African black product, like don't just market it to everybody in America Yeah, because you're going to waste money. You, you shouldn't be selling, trying to sell to white people if you have a black African product, you know what I'm saying? You niche down and on these platforms with these ads. They allow you to pick who you want to certain target. Demographics. Yeah, certain demographics. Very specific. So if I want to target somebody 21 to 30 in West Philly, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, just, just really understand that space. Understand marketing and ads and all that stuff. God, yeah. the internet is so powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. And this, this, the, this the, like, so people can understand and share power. Like, when I was growing up, you used to have to spend $100,000 to buy a storefront, you know what I'm saying? And then you had to attract people from off the highway to come to your store with an attractive sign or flag them down in the street. You had to go outside, walking down the block, selling out, giving out business cards. You had to have $100,000 to start a business. Mm -hmm. You can do that shit for free now. And that's why I don't think people understand. Like, take the shot. Yeah. Even if you fail, it's free. You know what I'm saying? You could be a success story. All you got to do is put in a little work. Like, this shit is really free. It's really, really opportunity out here. Crazy opportunity. And it's not people, free. It's, <laughs> it, it can be free. You can start a business for free. Like, we really can. You, I, can go on, I can go on social media right now and try to sell people anything. I can, I can paint a fucking picture in a book. You, you, okay. Yeah. I mean, but, you gotta buy a, do a dollar for the book, a dollar for the pen. <laughs> I go in a fucking and draw a picture of Martin Luther King and sell that motherfucking black, during black, uh, history month. History, history month. Okay. I got you. Know you. Yeah. I got you. But, um, how did my last question, very last question. Mm -hmm. Um, at what point do you sell things, like, for your information? Mm -hmm. So, um, I know some people who are like, oh, no one can get any of my information for free. Mm -hmm. And then we go on YouTube, and it's a gang of people mm -hmm. giving away free information. No courses. Just mm -hmm. like, um, this is my journey. Mm -hmm. I want to help people. I went through it. Mm -hmm. So, you don't have to go through it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the, the information. Mm -hmm. when, do you, what's, um, when do you start selling information? I would never sell give, information. 
Okay. Oh yeah, I, I think it's more value in just providing information for people because that's how you build a tribe. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get a million people that come back and be like, oh no, I fuck with him. He helped me do this, he helped me do this, he gonna they gonna tell it. It's that word of mouth thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you selling something and it's locked away to that one person, it's hard to get that word of mouth effect. Mm-hmm. But if you giving shit away for free to ten thousand people, you gonna get that shit gonna turn into twenty thousand, thirty thousand people. Then your numbers is just gonna add up. And if you wanna sell something, just sell them a fucking ticket to a show. Yeah, no, I definitely do think, or if you put in work, like mm-hmm. like a book or something, but mm-hmm. I definitely do think that people, they, um, you're more connected with mm-hmm. the people that you're giving away, um, that you're sharing your experiences mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, when I was going on my whole quest of reading this, I mean, writing this book, mm-hmm. I, I, I had a lot of information and I was just, for some reason, running into people and like just giving them information and they mm-hmm. were like... Random people like asking mm-hmm. for my number and mm-hmm. like they really you really connect with people mm-hmm. and I know someone who um he's kind of popping on well he got things rolling on YouTube mm-hmm. and he had he has so many videos mm-hmm. and he didn't like sell anything first mm-hmm. and now he he's he's wrote some books so mm-hmm. he he sells that mm-hmm. but. He has a real tribe mm-hmm. that really follows him mm-hmm. and that he connects with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think if you and, do kind of gotta get yeah. the, the information. And, and not for nothing, you you get money on the back end. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you got a million people looking at it, your YouTube video, you probably making about four grand. Yeah. For every million, you, you know what I mean, so it's just like, yeah, I, I wouldn't hit people over their head trying to sell them information. I mean, it's a it's a good way to make money because. I know people that sell courses for ten thousand dollars a course. You know what I'm saying? So you selling ten thousand, you sell that to twenty people. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, it, it's good money. It's good money. All right, and we're going to end this off with um, just like be the best in the world at whatever you do. Attempt to be. Attempt, attempt, <laughs> attempt to best be the best in the world. And when I say the world, I don't mean like the world. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people that do so many things. It's hard to be the best in the world. But if you can be the best in your world, you know what I'm saying, in your space, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like like this is the we different space. If we can be the best that we can be, um, opportunity will come, things will come, and everything will fall in place. You just got to be the best in your world and not really worry about other things. Preach. Yeah, and um, I would I wish I wish I, I can talk about this shit all day. Yeah. See, I'm passionate about you know like yeah. like like this. It was rolling. Yeah. Day. yeah facts. Facts. All right, that was we episode we differ. I be fucking that up now. We differ podcast episode number forty two. Yeah, we out. <laughs>